This is Soul to Soul, the show with Nessie. Sub Soul fam, it's Nessie here. Hope all of you are well. I nearly had a disaster where for some apparent reason I turned around and my microphone decided to cascade onto the floor. Yes, decide. I did not do this. <laughs> At least I don't think I did. Um, but maybe a, a wire got caught up somewhere. So I'm hoping that this is recording and I'm not just speaking to myself in an empty room for 20 minutes. But let's see. Hope all of you are well today. Um, uh, What have I been doing? Just literally uh, studying and also did some housework. um, And just, it's, uh, I'm not entirely sure when this episode is going to go out, but we're in the middle of the coronavirus issue at the moment. So I'm just trying to entertain myself by doing some more recordings. Um, I just hope or all of this is going to blow over relatively soon. So what are we talking about today? Now, this subject is something that I never really had any interest about until, say, properly a few years ago. So this is relating to fashion, fashion and beauty. Um, growing up, it's quite weird. Growing up, I never really had any interest or in fashion or beauty or anything like that. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a tomboy per se, but uh, I the majority of my friends, uh, of my close friends growing up were guys. Um, and I didn't really care too much about my parents, which is funny because like my brother is the neatest, most meticulous person that I've ever known. Like he will have the latest fashions. Um, he would have to look good. He has the, the, the swaggest suits. He has the best trainers, like Nikes, whatever you want. He has like top of the range uh, headphones. Like when he went on a school trip, to go skiing, he bought like these 200 pound ski sunglasses like that were made for skiing that reflects or stops the reflection of sunlight from the snow because that can be quite glaring. Um, But he spends money and it lasts him for a long time. Uh, But for me, growing up, image wasn't really a thing because I was quite a chubby girl and people already had this perception of me. So I didn't really care about changing it because it's not like me wearing anything different um, or making my face any different would change that. It's quite sad thinking about it actually, especially when I look back and realize I weren't that fat growing up, but you know, society and body image and all of that was completely rubbish. If, if, if I cared more about my image, I probably would have maintained my weight a little bit more, but yeah, anyway, so, um, my style was mostly like jeans and tracksuit bottoms with uh, a hoodie um, or a jean jacket. Oh, the cool thing, my thing, especially when I was like uh, 14, 15, 16, was the jeans on Jeans Ensemble with uh, jeans, uh, a T-shirt, and then a nice fashionable hoodie, and then a jean jacket on top of that for extra style. This is not the nineties I grew up in. I grew up in the two thousands. Okay. But that was the style that I was going with. 
and uh, my hair. Uh, depending on my age, I had a curly perm when I was younger, which is disaster, absolute disaster. Um, but um, I got like uh, hair extensions and stuff like that, like uh, plaits, cornrows when I was uh, getting older. Um, but yeah, I didn't really care about my fashion or style. I started wearing makeup a little bit when I was in sixth form. Sixth form is like, uh, I guess the equivalent of high school when you're 16 to 18, but we call it sixth form or college, depending. Sixth form is when you're in school, you stick in the same school. College is if you go outside of school. Um, I started wearing eyeshadow and <laughs> my pinnacle of cool wearing eyeshadow was doing uh, purple on the lower lid and then blue on the upper lid. No blending, no mixing. That was just the style. Luckily, there are no pictures of me that exist wearing this makeup because I can tell you now it looked terrible. It was the cheapest. It wasn't like quality makeup. It was the stuff that you would get like free from magazines or something. But yeah, as I got older, into my 20s, I started to pay a little bit more attention to my fashion, to my style, and started realizing, hey, you know what? You look a bit better if you take care of yourself and take care of your image. And then uh, in my late 20s, then I started caring a bit more about makeup. And then I kind of had a turnaround uh, last year when I decided, hey, look, uh, I'm in my 30s now. I need to, you know start thinking about how to make makeup work for me. So I started learning more about style and, and starting to understand my colors and what's work, what works well and start to do uh, some more shopping like on co uh, ColourPop and things like that and watching makeup tutorials as well. And I now I'm settling into my style, both fashion wise and beauty wise, which, which is really cool. Now, how does Korea tie in all of this? Well, it's a bit difficult because, uh, well, let's talk about Korean fashion anyway. Korean fashion, Korea is very well known for its fashion styles and like everyone knows what Korean fashion is, but can you really describe it? I think the words that I would use would be like kind of mellow hipster, if that makes sense, like cozy Dimmed light, mellow hipster in autumn. <laughs> I bet you there's so many of you going, Nessie, what are you on? What are you talking about? That makes no sense. But literally, picturing this, this in your head, right? You're in a cafe. It's, it's not dimly lit, but it's warm lit. So it's not like bright yellow. It's kind of like an orangey, yellowy glow inside. They're playing like uh, cafe music. There's like the dinging of the cups in the background and you're sitting there. It's a little bit warm. Sorry, it's a little bit cool, but not completely like freezing. Uh, you can wear like a nice jumper, uh, maybe a little bit of a hat and it's kind of autumnal. So what you're doing is wear browns and... Uh, uh, and oranges, just warm colours. Korean fashion is very much like that. If you've got that image in your head, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're like a K-culture fan, you know the style that I'm talking about. That is pretty much Korean 
uh, fashion. And it, when it comes to the makeup, it's all very light. Like Western makeup is very heavy on certain features, like heavy on the highlighter, the angles it has to be key, uh, like eyeliner and eyeshadow and very bright lipstick. Whereas uh, Korean makeup is very much about subtlety. So it assinuates uh, your fe features, but doesn't necessarily uh, like makes it stand out too, too, too much. So have a little bit of color around the eye just to bring out whatever colors in your eye, but nothing too dramatic. So like you wouldn't see someone like Amy Winehouse style uh, makeup on someone like in Korea, except for maybe Hyuna. Um, but like the general consensus is like just light makeup. So that's so tints are very popular and just like neutral colors. So yeah, that's the style. That's how it is in Korea here. Um, now for me, I like shopping in Korea, but there is one problem that I have. Makeup. Now, Korea is a country where like the majority of the race are like East Asian. So you have East Asian uh, colors, color schemes and things like that. So because of that, it is very rare to be able to pick up makeup in my color. When I say that, I don't mean like, you know, like eyeshadows and things like that. I mean, well, actually, I'll get to that in a bit. But when it comes to foundations and things, it's very difficult to find a foundation in my color. Um, the darkest they would have would be literally a tan white person. And then I know white people who have looked for foundation in certain shops and go, what uh like <laughs> it's too light for them it's well and actually and I know people who are very very light as well and then they say actually this is too dark for them so th the spectrum of Korean foundation is not really that wide so imagine my surprise like when last year they just they just opened a Sephora um a Sephora for all my uh non-American listeners is a beauty and makeup specialist shop where they have all sorts of brands there that are featured um and it's literally only for makeup so it's not like boots or super drug where there will be makeup within the store store it will be only 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 makeup and that's a thing that's only really started kicking off in the uk probably in the last five years or so like we've just opened a morphe um, so a couple of Morphe shops. We had uh, uh, like some beauty bases and things like that, but we've never really had, not not that I know of anyway. But yeah, I was really excited. Like, oh my goodness, like Fenty. Fenty's in Sephora. Maybe I could get some like Fenty foundation. It'd be really cool. So we, uh, we went down. Did I go by myself or did I go by someone else? Actually, no, it was myself. So I went down to the Sephora in uh where is it myeongdong because they just opened a branch about a couple of months ago so i thought oh cool 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 so i'll go check it out quite small check out the fenty section i'm not gonna lie 
there was like nine shades. I think Fenty is famous for having like about 70 odd shades um, of, of varying different colors and things like that. But in this <laughs> Sephora shop, they had about nine. I'm not even going to lie to you. And the variety of nine they had, it was like light, fair to dark fair. And then the variants in between. There's two problems with that. One, that doesn't showcase the whole vast variety of Fenty. If you're going to bring in Fenty, you might as well bring in what Fenty is famous for. Um, two, I can understand if you're tailoring to the Korean market specifically, but you're in Myeongdong. Myeongdong is a famous tourist hub. Even in Asian culture, those nine colors are not going to cover the spectrum of everyone's there. What about like a dark Japanese person? What about a light Chinese person? Like you're not going to cover all the all the all the Filipinos that come there, or the Vietnamese, or the, the the Mongolians, the the Malaysians, like all the people that are coming are coming there to do shopping, and they go, oh my goodness, Sephora, really really cool. They go there and they have no selection whatsoever. You might as well just go to Olive Young and then buy some some rubbishness from there. So that was really disappointing. Um, so that's the foundation issue. The second thing is when it comes to makeup, it's all very light. And I don't mean light in color, but I mean light in qualities. Like there's no true pigmentation. So it doesn't really last. Like if I want something to stand out on my skin, I have to put layers and layers and layers of that thing for it to stick. And what I mean, like, so like if I'm putting on eyeshadow or blush or something, it's just like literally you just put it on your skin. It's like, Puh. and I look at it and I go, did anything, did, did, hello, did anything come from this, this, this brush? Did I put anything on? I'll try, I'll try again. And this is literally just, Pa. <laughs> like, so then I'm looking in the mirror, it's like, well, I might as well just dump half this thing on my face because it's not coming off. It's, there's nothing showing it whatsoever. So it's, but that's just, that's just the Korean style. It's about subtlety and Korean fashion and uh, Korean beauty is all about subtle things. There's, there's no like statement pieces or statement eyeshadows or anything. I would say it's changing. Like uh, with the peak of of beauty YouTubers and stuff, and certain brands are becoming quite famous, like Fenty or or Jeffrey Star or Jacqueline Hill or um, the other beauty cures like uh, Kim Kardashian and on all of these things. Um, so it's, things are starting to change, but I don't think they would change drastically. So like the idea of green subtlety won't really change, but maybe the variety of what is available will change. So hopefully the next time I go to a Sephora here in Korea, I'm not going to see like 10 shades of the same kind of light, light bright foundation. Otherwise I'm just going to stick to doing my beauty shopping online or I just keep my foundations um, and then every time I go back to London, I just buy some more over there because, um, and even then London doesn't really have the variety that America does. So it's surprising that I go from bad to worse, if that makes sense. <laughs>
<laughs> it's frustrating. But, I mean, it's not all bad. There are some great places to go um, for beauty shopping. Um, so I love, I love, 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 love Etude House. Um, Etude House, I love especially for their nail polishes. Like, I'm obsessed with Etude House nail polish. Um, they have the best variety and it's, uh, it's also the best quality that I've noticed and they're super cheap. Like they're about, they range from about 3000 to 5001, which is probably what they're nearing three to five to $6. That is nothing. That's absolutely nothing. So uh, I'm staring at my nail polishes now. They're just right in front of me. I'm going to do something to my nails uh, once I finish recording just because I I, I love nail polish. Um, they, but they're really good for uh, that and perfumes as well. They're really good for skin food. I love especially for their um, uh, their facial cleansers. They're really good. They have really good facial scrubs, especially the, the, the black sugar. Um, the black sugar scrub, really good for exfoliating your skin. Um, really natural products as well as Innisfree. Innisfree is really good. Um, uh, there's a foot pill. I really, I, I can never, never, never remember this shop, but I can see the color scheme in my head. Um, but there, there's a great foot pill that I love. And it's quite funny because like the first time I used it, it really freaked me out. Like you put it, you put your foot in a bag for about, uh, an hour and a half, rinse it, leave it, for about two days and in two days your your feet end up looking like a snake and it's very cathartic to just peel off the skin off the base of your feet really really comforting I wish I could tell you what the the brand is I'll probably put it in the blurb um once I finish this recording because I'm going to go to the back and find the pack and just be like ah that's what it's called um but in terms of uh for fashion there isn't really any Korean brands I would recommend in terms of fashion. Because actually, a lot of the brands are just general brands that exist anyway. So, like, they they really, really love National Geographic. Like, National Geographic is a brand here. It's not just a TV station. Um, it's a clothing brand. Um, and the same with Fila. Like, Fila died in... Uh, in Europe and in America in the 90s and early 2000s. But since Korea bought it out, Fila is everywhere here. Like, uh, Fila is Korea now. Fila is uh, a Korean brand. So Fila is everywhere here. Um, But if you want to get into Korean fashion, the best thing that I will say to you is if you come over here, uh, go to the markets, go to Myeongdong, go to Hongdae especially, just go and like have some cash with you and check out the stalls um, because the majority of the fashion that you see that people are wearing are from those kind of places. It's not necessarily like a shop that I can say, go to that shop. It just it, It's just those places. So I would say go check those out or shop on G Market because a lot of the stuff that you'd see in those stores will appear on G market as well. And G market is in, in, is international. So you can do your shopping on there. Um, but yes, fashion, I'm getting back. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it more and I'm learning more about it. And I think I'm, I'm, I've only been able to do so because, um, it's a lot more fashion conscious and appearance conscious country. People are more concerned about how they look. And because of that, 
I'm not as image conscious as say the average Korean. Like I don't worry so much. Like some of these girls here, they have like these giant, giant mirrors in their bag or they, they, there's mirrors in the station and they would be there checking their face all the time. I'm not as concerned as that, but at the same time, I've now learned to be a little bit more aware of my image and how I present myself. So I have to thank Korea for that. <laughs> it's helped me grow. This country has helped me grow in a lot of ways and my uh, my beauty and my uh, self-confidence and all of that is, is one of them. So yay, Korea. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and if you have any statements or any questions or any feedback about fashion and beauty in Korea, let me know, join in the conversation. I'm always available on all my social media. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, soul to soul. Um, check out my Instagram, my Facebook, uh, my Twitter, all of that will be linked in my profiles. Um, all soul to soul, all soul or, or soul Nessie, just find me and I'm there to talk but yes that was a fun talk with you guys and I hope to see you next time look forward to hearing you uh, hearing from you guys and look forward to the next recording catch you on the flip side bye soul fam slaters and if you liked that episode of soul to soul why not subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever streaming service you were using to listen? I'll see you in the next episode. Slaters.